Welcome to OESA's Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein, president of Motor Minds and host of Sirius XM's Cars and Culture on Business Channel 132. Electromechanica Vehicles Corporation, a Canadian designer and manufacturer of environmentally efficient electric vehicles, is attempting to rewrite the rules of automaking, not just in the vehicle it is producing for the market, but in the way it will approach suppliers. Right now, the focus is on the company's flagship vehicle, an innovative purpose-built single-seat EV called the Solo. The company says the three-wheeled vehicle will revolutionize the urban driving experience. Last month, OESA and Electromechanica teamed up for a town hall called the Matchmaker Event, marrying Electromechanica's ambitious plans with current and prospective suppliers. It was an opportunity to also explain Electromechanica's vision for supplier relations and its purchasing philosophy. In this, the second of our three-part series with OESA and Electromechanica, we sit down with Brent Jump, Vice President of Purchasing and Supplier Quality at Electromechanica, along with Rich Wilkins, Industry Executive Advisor, North America Industry Advisory for SAP. In this segment, we outline the roadmap for supplier priorities and purchasing in the future. OESA's Automotive Insiders, on location in Novi, Michigan. So Brent, uh, let's just get to it. Sure. Um, what are what are your primary uh, tasks right now? What are you focused on with the event that we have here today, the uh, the matchmaker event, uh, if you will? I know this is an important uh, meeting point for everybody. Actually, it's a, a very important meeting for us because uh, we've uh, we have a product that's been in the market now uh, a few years, and uh, what I'll remind everyone today is that this product actually is currently built and designed by us, but built in China. And uh, a few years ago, after that decision with the uh, tariffs impacted everyone, uh, we started to rethink that strategy on uh, localization with some of the politics in the region. And more recently, with the uh, increase in, uh, in um, freight costs, you know, freight costs used to represent 3 to 5% of COGS uh, just a few short years ago, and now today you're seeing in a range of 15%. Right. <clears throat> so when you couple uh, 15% plus the, uh, the uh, tariffs at 25, this has a tremendous impact on, uh, on the, uh, really, the uh, immediacy of your uh, supply chain and the, and the competitiveness of your supply chain. So we're trying to now reimagine that uh, work with a lot of the USMCA suppliers. We've just built a 235,000 square foot facility in Mesa, Arizona, and we're trying to get the word out to several automotive uh, type suppliers. We're in a great market for it here, being in Detroit, and trying to find those suppliers that want to uh, see our vision and help us grow. Well, wow. an amazing transformation when you think about uh, just your, your opening comment about the, the way the that uh, trade was perceived in the past, the way that offshoring was uh, perceived for so long. It's a fundamental shift driven by primarily COVID, but, but the effects of COVID, right? That's correct. I mean, you're right. It, and it even goes beyond uh, the, the pricing implications. I mean, you just look at the uh, supply chain issues. We've been lucky because our volumes aren't, uh, you know, what a, a typical OEM would be importing from uh, China. We've uh, uh, managed our relationships well, but even then, uh, a lot of the sub-suppliers that we work with in China are, uh, are experiencing frequent lockdowns. So having to continue and uh, maintain uh, getting boats to arrive in time so that we can meet our customers' uh, deliveries is becoming a, a bigger challenge. So 
we will continue uh, working in China, but uh, really trying to develop that model more for China for Asia, maybe China for some other uh, lower cost markets, Mexico, but really try to bring home and make the uh, pinnacle of our manufacturing in North America, in the United States, and to try to bring back that supply chain, uh, those competitive ones that uh, are eager to grow with us here. Yeah. I mean, in the purchasing and supply chain space, what, what do you see how do you see Electromechanica being different than maybe the traditional OEMs? I mean, what, what, do you, what do you see yourself? Well, I mean, we, we are a, uh, a young OEM. We are uh, witnessing high growth for a company of our size. We've got a unique product that focuses really on the last mile solution at a price point that is very affordable. And if we can have some uh, tailwinds from some uh, incentives through some of the Build Back Better uh, programs, this can really make a, a unique vehicle even more affordable. And that's kind of the big worry. Is if It's a good worry, but if that happens, we've got to be in the position to generate a lot more vehicles quickly and to be able to respond and react to that uh, quicker. Um, that's what we were setting up here in North America. So this is the first town hall. Uh, presented by OESA, and uh, we're just starting the event here, but I, I think there's a significance to it, right, Brent, that, that you would point to. What are you looking to get out of this event? So, so yeah, there is an immediacy. Uh, again, we've, we've built a factory. Our factory will be essentially fully, we've just retained the certificate of occupancy, but will be ready for production somewhere around the fourth quarter of this year. We're looking to roll into a, uh, a low-volume production model in Q1, end of Q1 23. And to do that, we want to be ready now with those suppliers that we can uh, engage. It takes time to set up suppliers. It's not just a, you know, a snap of the fingers. There's a lot of uh, supplier audits that have to be done and engagement. we got to make sure that uh, they understand our pricing challenges because we have to make a competitively priced vehicle for this to work. Um, so right now we're in that uh, discovery phase and we're trying to do it quickly. So what does quickly look like? Quickly looks like those suppliers that maybe have technologies that uh, they bookshelved for somebody else, maybe a business that didn't go in the right direction where the tooling is uh, ready-made. That's an advantage. We're building a supply base essentially from scratch the way we want to do it. So what's really nice and one of the points that I'll make in our uh, conference is that we have the ability <coughs> to work with those suppliers who have a whole gamut of options. A lot of times in a bigger OEM, you're working on a, a rubber component and you're the uh, commodity lead for that and that's why you go to a supplier and that supplier might be able to provide lots of other products for you but when you get so big you lose out on that real uh, leverage point. So we're looking for those suppliers that really want to embrace what it is that our vehicle represents, uh, especially in the EV green space. We think it's unique. It's a, it's a growth opportunity in a niche that's not being filled today. So those are the suppliers that we're looking for. And we're as far as maybe the, uh, I think a point you uh, uh, inferred was uh, relationships. We're different. We want to really develop a supplier relationship, something meaningful. I've been successful in my past really asking the supplier to bring the value to our organization. That's a challenge because 
we don't uh, owe it to them. They owe it to us to bring that value. But we're going to be a little bit more non-traditional. This isn't, uh, you know, what's your best price and I need 10% on Tuesday. I want them to bring us the value. We'll share the targets and where we need to go together. But they will be responsible for our success. Right, right. Really We've definitely seen it. You know, SAP, we're a supplier. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not, yes, not a hard supplier, but a, but a supplier, and uh, and uh, we're you know we we went through kind of the traditional you know um, evaluation, RFP evaluation, selection. Uh, so we became a supplier, but we're really looking to kind of build a partnership, right, and, and to drive that forward, and, and we're starting to do that already, so. Um. And I think maybe a comment on SAP yeah. is, you know, that's the one thing. I, I've been with the company now since the beginning of the year, and it was, I think, probably one of the highlights that I ran into was that they're building the foundation right. You know, a lot of companies come in and they try to get away with whatever they can get away with, and next thing you know, they've grown so fast, and none of the systems work and talk together. But we had the vision uh, to already start working with the leading systems providers up front. Now we've got some challenges to bring all that to uh, fruition, but uh, what I can already see is that we've developed it right. We have, we've got it on the ground level, and I think we're going to expect great things from uh, the SAP yeah. team. Yeah, we're really looking forward to work with you in Absolutely. terms of that. Uh, appreciate your business, but the. Uh, um, I mean, you know, one of your executives spoke at our customer event a few weeks ago. I think we're kind of well on our way. So Absolutely. I think we just reached wave two, really I heard. Forward to yes. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's Very right. good. Wave Brent, two is done. Brent, if we talk about that transformational journey that, that from concept to the beginning of production, how do you determine that you're on the right path? How do we determine on the... the, the <laughs> Well, I think the path is one that you have to be adaptable to because the path does change. There are some challenges, some, some setbacks along the way. But really for us, you know, we're, we're trying to fill out a portfolio. I, I think it's, it's fair to say, and what I'll address today is that we have a product today. We have component suppliers today, and we want to shift that. So those that we could, we're, we're trying to define in our vehicle that we're bringing to North America, the needy suppliers that we must have right from the beginning. There's certain components, let's talk about, let's say, windshield wipers, some of the exterior components that we need to focus on and define first because those are suppliers that are, are must-haves. But beyond that, you'll see that I want to hit all the parts. I'm looking, I'm looking to cast a wide net, uh, and it may be something where a supplier sees us today and it's not the right timing, but it will be. When they see the growth and they at least have access and knowledge of who we are, I think that's the first thing, getting the name out there. You know, this is as much of a sales event for us. Procurement usually doesn't sell. So this is a little bit of a different thing. I have to put a hat on and be a salesperson. I have to tell these people, you want to work for me and not you're waiting in line outside my door. So we recognize that and uh, we embrace that. And how will you know what success looks like? Uh, success will look like, uh, to me, uh, when I can, I have a uh, three-year vision on transforming the procurement team from a startup model to a fully-fledged, you know, uh, cost, annual cost savings, uh, risk management model, probably a three-year plan. And for me, success will be when I feel like it's the company that I left, that we got to that stage, that'll be success. And 
What I like is my history in procurement has started with a, uh, a startup company that developed the first climate and controlled car seat. Uh, and we took that from a small $30 million startup, and uh, today it's generating over $1.2 in sales. So that is when I'll know when we hit that precipice or that, that point, that inflection point, when we're, to, when we're focused on annual cost savings and risk mitigation strategies, I'll know we're at the, uh, at the uh, crest success. What an exciting time for you. Absolutely. Just personally. I mean, just to, just to go back into that startup mode. Well, and I, I think for me, yeah, that was a, a key uh, pivot in my life, too, is that this is the right time for, for that. I enjoy the building, the building from the ground up. So looking forward to meeting everybody, shaking a lot of hands today, and uh, getting this on the right track. It's great to be back in person, right? Yes. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's great to be in person, talking to people. You're right. Brent Jump, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Rich Wilkins, thank you for being my co-host. Thank you. That's this episode of Automotive Insiders. Remember to follow the program wherever your favorite podcast appears. And thanks again to Brent Jump, Vice President, Purchasing and Supplier Quality at Electromechanica, and Rich Wilkins of SAP. And thanks for listening to OESA's Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein. We'll talk to you again next time. 